So thank you all for joining the SIT. And, um, you know, there's so many wonderful offerings online. So it's, it's very wonderful. And um, that we have access. Uh, the meditation halls expanded to a worldwide globe. And at the same time, which is wonderful as it is for us to be able to sit into practice with other communities, it's also wonderful to practice with our own Insight Santa Cruz. And so I just really want to acknowledge um, the support of, of community and, and um, you know, it's special. And, you know, and I trust one day we'll get back into the brick and mortar. And, um, and we'll, we'll have to, you know, we've begun to talk a little bit about it as a board and with some of the teachers and want to approach this very wisely. And of course, um, listening to the recommendations of our health agencies. And, um, you know, we want, we want to be wise with this. Uh, and so um, we have no news to announce because there's been no news actually offered by our governor and the health department, but I wouldn't be surprised in the next week or so, we'll hear more. And we wanna just maintain that the most important thing is health and well-being. And some of us may feel comfortable more moving into, um, out into the world more and some less so. And so we wanna just even think about as we, if we begin to open up inside Santa Cruz, how distant we put our meditation cushions and chairs and sanitizer all these different things to think about and so i just want to just name that and we're in now week seven of our um being sheltered in and um we're all in this together and really just want to just acknowledge again our community of insight santa cruz and those that are visiting i can see three people from france that are here visiting with us too and how wonderful that that you can join us in, in, and from other people in other communities just to welcome you all. We also been talking about, of course, um, even as we go back into brick and mortar someday that we wanna to continue to do some form of live streaming or Zooming because it just provides greater, greater access for uh, people to, to be able to come in and still to, to, to practice together. Last week, I, I read this um, beautiful wisdom from the, the Hopi Nation. Um, and speaking about uh, different, you know, the importance of keeping our head above water. And then I also spoke about these 10 different uh, perfections that uh, the Bodhisattva undertook to cultivate the qualities to develop a Buddhahood. And there's other beautiful teachings. I mean, you could really say that the whole Dharma is a teaching on helping us to keep our head above the water. And there's one very particular chant, it's a sutta, it's called the Maha Mingala Sutta, which means the, the Great Blessings Sutta. And when I lived in the monastery many years ago, and I lived there for eight and a half years, Every morning and every evening, the monastics would come together and they would chant a few suttas. And this was one that they always chanted every day 
twice a day. And it's particularly geared for those of us that are not a monastic, but are living in uh, the world, in the lay community. And the, the story goes that, um, actually this is Ananda speaking, so I'm gonna read right from the Sutta, where Ananda had memorized all of the different teachings um, that the Buddha taught. Thus, always these suttas always begin with, thus have I heard, that's Ananda. And so the sutta begins off, that I've heard that at one time the Buddha was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove at Anathapindika's monastery. And then a certain deva, this is like a beautiful angelic type of being, a certain deva in the far extreme of the night. And I love this quality, it says like her radiance lit up the entirety of the Jetta Grove, just the light and the radiance of this beautiful angel, if you will, lit up the grove and approached the Buddha and on one side asked the Buddha that there's many angels and human beings that give thought to blessings, to protection, to desire well-being. Please tell us what are the highest blessings? What are the highest protections? And so I just want to list a few of these, and this is from the words of the Buddha. And it's really speaking to us about how to live our lives, um, how to keep our heads above the turmoil. And so the Buddha says, associating with the wise, not associating with those living out of integrity, honoring and paying homage to those worthy of homage, this is the highest blessing. Living in ways that are making offerings, good deeds, generosity, making merit for others, directing oneself wisely, this is the highest blessing. Developing wisdom, broad knowledge, skill, living with an inner well-discipline of integrity, using well-spoken words, this is the highest blessing of protection. Supporting one's parents, assisting with one's partner and children and family, consistency in one's work, these are the highest blessings. Practicing generosity, giving, living with integrity, which means not doing the least harm possible. Assisting with one's relatives, practicing as much as we can with this virtuous way, this is the highest of blessings. Avoiding and abstaining from evil, that which causes suffering, refraining from intoxicants that delude the mind, being mindful of the qualities of the development of concentration, of wisdom, the qualities of the mind, this and these are the highest of blessings. Respecting, developing humility, contentment, gratitude, hearing the Dharma, on the timely occasions. These are the highest blessings. Practicing patience and fortitude, meditating, discussing the Dharma. These are the highest blessings. 
protections, the lessening of, of greed and hatred and ignorance, the ending of greed and hatred and ignorance, understanding the noble truths, the truth of suffering, the truth of its causes, the truth of its way to its lessening in the Eightfold Path, this way of living our lives, developing sila, samadhi, panya, virtue, concentration, and wisdom, these are the highest blessings. Cultivating a mind that even when touched by the ways of the world is unshaken, sorrowless, dustless, at rest. This is some of the highest blessings. I love when it talks about a mind that can be at rest in the midst of it all. These are the highest blessings. And it's just so powerful to call upon these, these blessings of the heart, the blessings of living virtuously, the blessings that support this living of virtue, not harming, supports the steadying of our mind. We're no longer filled or preoccupied or occupied or ruminating with our sense of remorse or shame. Living the good life supports our mind to be happier. And of course, as the mind begins to settle, this is the ingredients by which we begin to see more clearly into the way of things. I love that notion again, developing some rest in the midst of it all. You wanna try that on for a little bit? Some rest in the midst of it all. My teacher, <laughs> the world peace teacher from the forest at Ghost Mountain. He used to say that um, every time he'd come to America, he would offer teachings. The first time was on the 32 parts of the body. The next time was on the, um, the, the 32 parts of the body and also the, the Satipatthana Sutta, the foundations of mindfulness, and then a whole teaching about taking refuge in the Dharma. And this third one that he taught over and over again was this very short meditation practice that he said this would be a good practice to die with. And, and also this is a good practice that supports us in tasting for a few moments some rest, some peace, perhaps the mind and heart that can experience Awakening. It may not be that we're going to be in this state all the time, but that'd be, that, that's something that perhaps we can begin to cultivate. But can we even, for a few moments, experience these qualities of awakening? This is part of this little meditation practice that he taught that he felt would be a good practice to live in and a, a good practice to die in. And so, again, just feeling yourself being seated, feeling balanced. And this is going to be a contemplation that's going to be um, coupled with a contemplation. So contemplation and the using of the practice of the breathing, I should say. 
So first, just sensing into the body and the mind, the heart and breathing in and breathing out. Breathing normally, breathing naturally. In Pali, he used to say, Raga kine dodha kine moha kine. Raga kine dodha kine moha kine. Raga kine moha kine dodha moha kine. And what that means is as you breathe in and breathe out, that in this breath in and out, there is no greed or grasping arising in these breaths. And so just for a few moments, just experience as you breathe in and breathe out that there's no wanting anything else, there's no grasping, just as it is. So the opposite, of course, of this wanting is it brings upon the experience of contentment, which is true rest. So as you breathe in and breathe out, experiencing this deep rest of contentment, of the falling away of any grasping, any greed, any grieving, any wanting, just for these few breaths, experiencing it. Rest, contentment, in ease. That no money can buy. Contentment, it is said, is the greatest of wealth. And sharing in that wealth, as you breathe in and breathe out, we can shift the contemplation. The contentment doesn't go away, it remains, but shifting to the contemplation that as I breathe in and breathe out, the falling away of all hatred, all aversion, discontent, and in its place comes the sense of heartfulness, of great kindness, of benevolence, of goodwill. So abiding as you breathe in and out in these qualities of the open heart that is content. Resting with an open heart. And just maintaining and resting in this open heart and this sense of contentment and just adding on this sense of clarity, the opposite of ignorance, the opposite of 
delusion, the opposite of unawareness, this clarity, this understanding as you breathe in and out. And what is to be understood? The falling away of this wanting and grasping, the falling away of this hatred, aversion, the understanding that these are the causes of suffering. And this is experiencing the beginning of its end, the clarity, the understanding, the freedom, seeing through these stories that have held us in bondage. This is what it is to keep our heads above the water, with contentment, with open heart, and as you breathe in and breathe out, experiencing the sense of clarity, of understanding, of suffering and its causes, path to awakening. These are the highest blessings. May all beings discover the gateways into the heart. And so anytime you're welcome to practice these three breaths, these three contemplations, developing contentment, the open heart, clarity, clear seeing, which dissolves the ignorance, dissolves the hatred, dissolves the greed. A friend of mine, an old monastery friend, her name is Ann Tyke. She wrote this very beautiful thing that she calls the four element metta or loving kindness. And it's a blessing. And so I wanna offer these words that she wrote as blessings for us all. And she says, may your practice be like the fire, the fire element that gives you warmth and light to yourself and to those around you. May your practice be like water, cool and refreshing and purifying whatever impediments and irritants arise within you and around you. May your practice be like earth, solid, never wavering in loyalty and support for yourself and each other. And may your practice be like air, spacious, infinite in its capacity to receive and embrace whatever arises within you and around you. These blessings of the fire, the water, the earth, the air that support our hearts. So may all beings dwell with peace and thank you so much for our time together. And, um, Voila. <laughs> Thank you all very much and um, wish you a, a good week.